Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Over the past 10 days, Russia has effectively opened up a new front in its war against Ukraine. Today, Russia is carrying out new long-range airstrikes directed at Ukrainian civilian and civilians and critical infrastructure targets. This is happening in several cities. NPR's Greg Myrie is following this development, and he joins us now. Greg, good morning. Good morning, Rachel. Where did these latest strikes hit? Well, several cities around the country. Uh, they included Kiev, the capital, and the sort of east-central city of Dnipro. Uh, again, civilian targets were what Russia went after. It's caused a new round of power outages as Russia has hit energy sources, electricity, and, and other uh, uh, power power sources. Mm-hmm. And President Volodymyr Zelensky has taken to Twitter uh, this morning. He says Russia has now destroyed 30 percent of Ukrainian power stations since they began these attacks, causing widespread uh, blackouts across. Uh, Greg's line sounds like we may have lost him. Do we have Greg? He was talking about the latest round of airstrikes from Russia on Ukrainian infrastructure. Greg, um, I understand that... Hello, hello. Yep, we've got you, Greg. I understand you were just at a conference taking a wider look at the war. This was held at, at a resort, right, in Sea Island, Georgia, which is a strange sort of juxtaposition. What did you learn at this conference? Well, this is a conference run by the Cypher Brief, which brings members of the U.S. national security community, current and former, uh, together each year to look at a big picture on global security. And the theme this year was the Ukraine war during three days of talks about where the war is headed and how it might end. Many observers predicted a short war when Russia invaded in February. But each new twist seems to support the notion that this conflict still has a long way to go. The Ukrainians are determined to take back all of Ukraine. Now, this is the real eye-opener for me. Retired U.S. Army General David Petraeus says a successful ongoing offensive has Ukrainians thinking they might be able to drive out Russian troops altogether. Until recently, this was seen as overly ambitious or just plain unrealistic. But Ukrainians, he says, are in no mood to compromise. So even if President Zelensky reached some conclusion that maybe we should, to stop the punishment, we should negotiate, I don't think he can do that anymore because of the conviction of the Ukrainian people. His remarks were reinforced by Andrei Yermak, the chief of staff to President Volodymyr Zelensky. It has been repeated many times that Russia must not win the war. It is time to edit the phrase, Ukraine must win the war. Yermak spoke via teleconference from Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, on a day when Russian airstrikes pounded the city. Their goal is to entail humanitarian catastrophe in Ukrainian towns and cities. Now, there's periodic talk about a possible off-ramp for Russian President Vladimir Putin. But Paul Colby, a former CIA officer who now teaches at Harvard, says the Russian leader is not looking for a way out of the conflict. In fact, just the opposite. Putin's muscle memory when he runs into an obstacle is to escalate. So there's a lot of tricks they can still pull out to try to undermine morale in Ukraine and in the West. 
In Russia's latest such move, dozens of so-called kamikaze drones have been directed at civilian targets in the capital Kiev and other Ukrainian cities. Putin is also calling up more troops, and he's annexed a swath of Ukrainian territory, claiming it's now part of Russia forever. This annexation is a huge deal. Putin is effectively betting his presidency on staying in Ukraine. So says Dmitry Alperovich. He runs the think tank Silverado Policy Accelerator. That is essentially a metaphorical burning of bridges. Unfortunately, what this means is that this war is likely to continue for many, many months, potentially many years, as long as he's in power and as long as he has the resources to continue fighting. Alperovich says the likelihood is still low that Putin will make good on his threat of using nuclear weapons. But it can't be dismissed and he paints this possible scenario. If he does use it, he's going to do a demonstration strike in a remote area, perhaps over the Black Sea, in the hopes that the West would somehow pressure Kiev to come to the negotiations. Now, the fast-approaching winter will likely slow the pace of the war, but it's not expected to halt the fighting. David Petraeus thinks the harsh winter weather favors the Ukrainians on the battlefield. The Ukrainians, on the other hand, can knock on a door and be taken in and get warmed up and get a bowl of soup from their fellow citizens. And of course, they're welcomed as liberators, whereas the Russian occupiers, uh, they're trying to kill them. However, Ukraine civilians remain extremely vulnerable in the face of Russian airstrikes. Dmitry Alperovich calls this the blackmail of energy uh, by cutting off gas supplies, by shutting off electricity, by bombing electric substations all over Ukraine. Putin's strategy will inflict pain, he says, but he adds, When your kids are dying, you're going to keep fighting, even if you don't have heat, even if your economy of your country is in dire straits. And uh, I think he's miscalculated on this front. At the Georgia conference, in a ballroom filled with experienced national security types, no one suggested the war was near an end. Again, former CIA officer Paul Colby. Most wars end with some sort of negotiated solution. Um, whether that comes out of stalemate or defeat. Uh, But I don't see any prospects of talks in the near term. This war began with a Russian invasion in 2014, he notes, and is now as intense as it's ever been. Greg Myrie, NPR News, Sea Island, Georgia. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear, it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.